0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Out Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co host.
2: Aaron.
1: and we're live on a uh tuesday night ready to do some podcasting you can find us everywhere you find podcasts You search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews on uh podcast uh apple podcast and uh, we'll read them live on the air we love those um it's our fave it makes us feel great when y'all do that and yes. uh you know we hope y'all continue to do stuff like that mm-hmm. uh the official weapon of the show is
2: the taser
1: an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme 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 um and uh yeah you know listen we're the number 48 most popular comedy podcast in madagascar and it's for it's because we persevere guys we out here oh shit Trying and living. And uh I just wanna shout out all the listeners uh who just spent shout
2: out to the chat room. Spent <laughs> out spent
1: about an hour and a half, two hours with us while we did a bunch of technical checking. Turning rod
2: Tick Time. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I I called myself getting up some crumbs. I was like, get some crumbs here. Let me pull out this nice vacuum cleaner that Roger just bought, and it's actually real good. It, it 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 auto pulls itself. I hit the button, that bitch was like, "I'm going." I was like, "Oh shit!" It moves on its own. So I called myself trying to vacuum clean, and uh, when I vacuum clean, uh, it uh, uh bumped down some of the sound stuff. So I just put it back up and kept it to pushing, and I didn't realize I fucked up up. So next time, bitch, them crumbs got to stay. We're not going through this
1: no more she just put it back up and kept it to pushing what does Kip put it back up mean obviously not the right thing because
2: apparently well, not it didn't
1: work and it was it was just very frustrating guys it was the the the, the mic wasn't being detected and the camera then the, the lap the monitor cut off and now then the audio was only working in one ear with the mixer and um, we just had to do tech tech talk for an hour and a half and i tried to you know i played music for the chat room but we were supposed to start this an hour and a half ago so i don't know how long this show is gonna be be honest i'm at my wits end i'm kind of fucking tired right now guys i worked all day and then i had to do this shit so
2: i didn't i didn't know i was gonna turn the tech out with karen and rod i'm sorry
1: it's all right it's just you know the other thing is of course whenever i'm helping karen with technical issues she gets frustrated and then uh the next thing is you know she starts doing stuff that I'm telling that I didn't tell her to do and and it's just making things worse it's like you got us in this situation let me talk get us out and then she's just like i just connected the cord and i'm like why would you do that i didn't say to do that i asked you where does the cord connect and what kind of cord it is so
2: i need to be better at that i'm sorry i just started fucking panicking i know that's the wrong thing to do
1: it just it just makes it longer It just it just makes (laughs) it take longer (laughs) so we, we we had an adventure everybody Um, and and if you weren't live you'll never know but a lot of people i put them on at uh harry's house because they hadn't heard it they've only heard black twitter shitting on it and uh i was surprised not surprised i was pleasantly surprised to see that there were um people uh in the chat that were getting their life to it that was like oh i think i like this what is this um because i think this happens every time beyonce is snubbed for the, the the album of the year we immediately start shitting on the person that won it and i'm like to me i'm like i guess i didn't listen to that shit i don't even know that to the, the, the not like it you know I'm just, i just went to listen to it yeah like i said i've never heard
2: of it i might go check it out but you know i've heard of him because uh, of them uh, because they're a major star so i knew they were around i knew they had music it's like bad bunny i know bad bunny exists i've never actually sat down listening to bad bunny's music
1: yeah I've tried I just I can't I I have to know what the person is saying to like music I'm too much of a lyric person so me not being able to speak Spanish is too much of a detriment to to my consumption I I only you know but um yeah the the that Harry's house is it's hard it's hard as fuck like I, I I get it I don't you know obviously I don't think it's better than Renaissance uh but you know clearly the the people that vote on that shit are kind of biased uh but uh yeah man i was like okay harry i list, I started listening to it at work today uh because i was just like uh working on some stuff and i was like oh check out this harry's house album i you know i haven't really done much Um, uh, but yeah it's our dark week for the show which means we're working but we're not putting a show out this week so we're working behind the scenes on stuff so it's kind of a slow day today and uh uh i was taking some time to interact with my social media like the old days you know i normally don't talk to these niggas anymore uh but i said you know what fuck it i'll talk to y'all today i had the time so i talked to him about a couple topics um the first was big groove aka the the dude that used to be called grooving gorilla
2: okay that dude yes
1: yeah because i saw i saw apparently the thing now is to call him a a a minstrel i guess he's a they're saying he's a a shucking and jiving coon minstrel type of dude and
2: i don't mind that dude i don't i don't know he just not bother me
1: i know i feel weird
2: out here just doing his thing and everybody's like you nigga He's like oh I guess yeah and I think nobody
1: I think I've been exposed to less of his stuff than other people because I think a lot of these right. people have been rage consuming his content like they hate yes. him but they also won't stop fucking clicking his video so they can share right. it and be like everybody look at how much I hate him you know and so I think they're seeing more of his content than I would because like I see it I laugh at the get at the gag because it's a very simple repetitive gag which is he goes to a place that you're not supposed to be dancing. He does something. It's not always food-related, but sometimes it's food-related because, you know, restaurants are a big place you're not supposed to be dancing. He eats the food. He does some choreographed dance moves that he thinks are hot. It seems that he's the only one that can even hear the music, so it's even funnier uh, to me.
2: Uh, okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he has his headphones in, but, it's a, but like, the song he dances to that they put behind the 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 beat to the tiktok video we hear on
2: the tiktok is not the people there don't hear so he just like some food just dancing
1: yeah like
2: Ah, okay
1: to me it literally just seemed like a one note annoying slash funny gag and it's annoying i guess if you were there you know if i'm sitting there eating my avocado toast i would probably be like this nigga
2: but Sipping on my margarita, going, what's this nigga doing? Okay, can I have another margarita?
1: Yeah, but it, it's not enough. Be- it's not enough to like really make me mad about it. It's more like a, even if it happened when I was around, it's more like a ugh, roll your eyes type of situation than a goddamn it, you know, situation. But, um, you know, uh, and, and so he's always eating something. I've seen him eat a bunch of shit. Not always. I've seen him also dancing where. It was like my favorite one is these little girls he was dancing in front of. And all them little black girls look like, nigga, stop. <laughs> and um, so there's a couple things that are going around that I haven't really seen proof of. And it's one that he's dancing for white people. Uh, whether it be and the white people that is the audience of TikTok or whether it be the white people that are in some of the videos. But I've seen him do this in black establishments more than a few times
2: yeah like i said they don't have no proof behind that it's like because of uh, white supremacy and racism we trim everything back down to white people and white people ain't even paying us really no attention
1: yeah well also like the white people it it doesn't make sense because the white people in the videos are never hearing what he's hearing Mm -hmm. and they're never in on the gag so if you were entertaining them it seemed like something you do towards them right like
2: Right, and let them know what was happening. Yeah, so it's always could, to it's the like, camera. Detroit.
1: Yes, it's always to the camera. So then the the thing I thought was funny, I saw this brother tweeting earlier. I won't say his username just because I don't want you know. Sometimes people get feel away about that. I, I, we okay. had a polite conversation, and mm-hmm. it wasn't any animosity. And I thought it was a very mature, cool situation. But you know, once again, I don't want to step on any sensitivity, so I'm just not gonna say that Twitter name, but he was saying this man being dark skin and big you know muscular makes it some sort of like coonery." and and i and my question was so the body he's existing in means he can't express his joy this way right and i and i said isn't that us internalizing something isn't like, I mean, I don't know the answer, but I mean, how do you not question yourself a little bit? Because at the, the conclusion is that you are putting him in a box where he can only express himself under certain circumstances. And the question for me became, is he too dark and big and black to be, have black boy joy? Because this is the thing that they celebrate on social media all the time
2: like the other day, which was. Uh,
1: but uh, is Black Boy uh, Joy only for a certain type of dude or is it only certain acts right. count as Black Boy Joy? Because, you know, what people said in response to that was, well, it's performative. And I said, yeah, I agree. It is performative. Mm hmm so is every other video that someone turns the camera towards them and puts on social media and the audience is the same audience he's courting like it's not like there's some blacks only videos like if you put that shit on tiktok it's whoever sees it on tiktok right and so it the thing that really what a while ago we talked about because i remember when it first came out and he used to go about grooving gorilla and i was like yeah that's not that's not smart but he's stopped using it put out a video said he didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings it wasn't about that so he's just gonna go by big groove to me if you were telling the truth and that's what the problem was wouldn't you be like i'm 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 it's fine now
2: but they're not telling truth. they just don't want him to do it and they don't want him to exist it's the same thing like with uh leslie jones i want to say when she was doing saturday night live Anytime she would do anything or anytime she would talk about her size or anything like that, people would just have a problem in it when she did the ghostbusters. It was, everybody just had a problem with her being big and black and loud and just existing.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is like, there's gotta be hundreds of videos of this dude at this point. Mm -hmm. But the ones I saw, the people that don't like him sharing were him eating watermelon or chicken over and over again. And I'm like, unfortunately for y'all, I actually have seen more than those videos. So I know that that's your internal bias saying this type of person can't do this thing. Now, when he was eating, if he's eating sushi or cheeseburger or sandwich, you no. ain't about to share that. You're not screenshotting no. it and you're not, right. you not But he, you were waiting to catch him in something and I'm, I'm sorry, man. I just arrived at the conclusion and like I think it's an internalized It's like when, when people, when Lizzo first started blowing up and people were calling her a mammy and shit and you were like, there's nothing mammy about this music. What are you, and saying it was for white women and to make them feel comfortable. And I'm like, I've listened to it. There's nothing she ever said on or off the record and there's nothing on the track that says this is for white women or i'm somebody's mammy i want to make y'all feel good it's about a lot of self-empowerment and uplifting and words for herself and honestly who the fuck don't want to hear that message you know i'll be looking in the mirror like i am special lizzo thank you okay nobody told me today but you did and i'm telling myself so like myself so like that was internalized and i think this is happening so fucking much and it reminds me of conflict is not abuse where people are escalating the words of you can't just be annoyed you can't just dislike what he does you have to elevate it into an existential threat against blackness and be like this goes all the way back to sambo and i'm like do y'all want freedom or not i thought freedom was you get to express what you express now if you got some video of him saying you know some some anti-black shit or something racist or You know something like that then let me know And give me that evidence but right now I just see a big nigga dancing that's low Key like uh, extrovert Annoying type of nigga but I don't See like this holding Us back shit
2: right and Also in my opinion Is one of the things to piggyback on Do you want to be free They want to be free with their own definition Of freedom which is also forms Of oppression like they don't they're not going to Admit that but They want their freedom but yeah. they still want to put stipulations and regulations on everybody else's freedom. But then nigga, that's not free.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, weird because like, I mean, I'm not saying there's no line. I'm sure there's some, right. there's shit I see like, it, it reminds me of like, I'm doing the countdown on TikTok, you know, highlighting people that contribute to black culture that aren't getting uh, recognized normally. And sometimes people recommend people to me and I'm like, Uh, why is the line so weird for people where it's like, oh, I don't like this person. Can you call them a coon? And I'm like, no, if they haven't said or really done, it's like, you might not have liked something, but they haven't said or done anything to do that, you know? So yeah, it's just, I don't know, man, The, the big groove dude don't. And like I said, don't get me wrong. It bothers me as an introvert who like, get secondhand embarrassment, that type of shit. But you know From what else bo-
2: all the time. <laughs> but you
1: but you know what else bo- you know what else bothers me? The dude that goes, I'm on the phone. And he's always just walking up to people fucking with him and saying shit that, that's gonna you know, I saw him get slapped in New York yesterday because he walked up to a woman with a big butt and was like, that's a fake ass. And he got slapped now, look, more than likely these videos are fake. Right? I mean, it's like all all these algorithm videos I get Anytime it's a woman with a big butt and some dude walks up and says something, it's probably like an IG model or somebody and they're doing like a, a, a video together. Like, wouldn't it be funny type of sketch? But my point being, that is also horribly embarrassing. If a dude walked up and pretended to be on the phone and was like, saw somebody that was pregnant and was like, you fat as hell, bitch, you need to lose some weight. And when they turned around, I was like, who the fuck you talking to? He's like, I'm on the phone. That's also annoying and you shouldn't do that to people.
2: That's more annoying than a nigga dancing. At least a nigga dancing ain't bothering nobody.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he he's quote unquote bothering people, but he's doing it. it, it I don't know. It's just funny to me because he's doing I mean, it on I mean, purpose. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, he's bothering people. But for me, I would just keep doing whatever the fuck I'm doing.
1: Yeah, that, exactly. I'd
2: rather, rather him than a nigga talking directly to me.
1: One of my favorite videos is him in a black restaurant. And every you could tell all the black people recognized him immediately because he's this big ass nigga that's going viral on social media, and they were just waiting for him to do the dance, <laughs> like, and, and, and they weren't waiting in the good way of like, oh, he doing the dance. They was like, when he danced, they lose all look like here this nigga go, because <laughs> you know, it, like it's like when you know the behind the scenes, it's like or not even, but when you start thinking about it. Obviously, he's the only one that can hear the music. It's even funnier to look at. I need somebody. I hope he's. I hope I'm in a restaurant one day and he's in there because I want to record the video without the music and just watch people look at this shit and add a bunch of like shoe squeaks to it.
2: (laughs) 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 That's from oh they hear. That's where everybody's looking like the fuck is this? Squeak, squeak, squeak,
1: squeak. (laughs) I seen one where he was in a family restaurant and the camera... And, and they know what they're doing now, right? Because the people that record him don't just record him. They record him, then they start recording the, the people's reaction. And I yeah. seen one where he was in a family restaurant. There was a family in there, about probably like eight to 10 people. And they see him dancing and then they cut to the people and the people was all looking like, you know, passing them grits. Okay. Yeah, like they...
2: That'd have been me. The fuck i like, No. Like yeah. they That'd
1: wasn't even bothered. They just was like, here he go. I don't know, man. But I stumbled into that. I I thought that was interesting, and people was, you know, people feel very strongly about that. It was a lot of like, you know, what the problem is.
2: <laughs> Lord,
1: you, you know, damn.
2: You supposed to know.
1: You know Ooh, damn well my. that's not what this is about. I'm like, it's not about Black Boy Joy. So it's only one way to be Black Boy Joy. Because my thing is when you call it performative. You think them niggas was running in the goddamn field with the camera turned at them laughing? You think that's not performative? You think that you literally think that's what they do all the day and just randomly it got uploaded to TikTok? Like, nah, man, it's all the same bullshit. And I think in order to not turn on anybody, my brain just goes, I'm going to accept it all. Because to me, it, it's just as silly uh, what Big Groove does. As the people that was doing that walking dance in the middle of like the mall to that A Baby song or whatever, mm-hmm. that's just as silly to me. They're still, they're in a mall. They're disruptive. There is 20 yeah. niggas dancing. I love those videos. It's just as silly to me. I feel the yeah. same way. And I don't go, niggas dancing for the white man in public. I'm like, nah, they. So guess they just
2: guess what? They're putting put on it. the same TikTok he is.
1: Yeah, it's just as wild to me um but yeah that was one of the things i you know kind of engage with people about the day um and i'm trying to think what the second one was i know there was one more but uh yeah i just i was like oh i know the other thing was uh they were saying um on twitter they were people were asking you know if you had to vote for biden again would you vote for him to run again next year or whatever?
2: yes. The fuck are we talking about?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It seemed like stupid. a pretty, pretty straightforward. You know. And
2: I've I been looking like niggas, y'all ain't learned. Like the fuck is this?
1: We're on the brink of nuclear war, possibly. And niggas like, you know what you right, we need to do? Shake up this we, presidency.
2: We shooting shit at the sky and don't know what the fuck it is. Get the fuck out of here. I All want right. somebody competent. This shit happened underneath Trump. We ain't even here about the bullshit. He cle- my ass. He, he clearly did a.
1: He clearly did a. Biden clearly did a better job than anybody said. He would do. Right. So clearly these motherfuckers that was he ain't gonna do shit didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. There's nothing you can point out that he didn't do that's not that's gonna be aided by letting him lose or by keeping the same amount of Republicans. Like, that seemed to be the fucking math. It's not very uh you know, it's not it's not very complex math right there. But uh yeah, I just found that to be so so interesting that we're back to that comfortable because this is the problem with being a democrat and with good democratic presidencies Mm -hmm. they get everybody they do a good job they get everybody to some semblance of normalcy they take care of a few problems and the american spirit goes all right time for time for a republican you know, Democrats time to take, a. you know, Democratic voters, not the actual politicians, Democratic voters time to take our foot off the gas. We're good now. We're good. We don't we mission accomplished. We're not actively burning up in hell anymore. We someone poured a couple of degrees of water on us. And so we we think everything's fine now. And it's like, I, I don't know why we can't sustain that level of, uh, you know, aggressiveness, man. I love for these people to be like, I'm demanding more by using my vote to demand more by giving them a mandate but
2: right and yeah. also the, the thing that frustrates me it, 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 it depends on who you're talking about because like a lot of people me in my circles we're like no nigga i'm gonna stay on the gas i'm gonna stay on his neck i'm gonna fucking demand more like the people that i'm with we don't sit around talking about what biden has done we don't sit around talking about he ain't done nothing. Like we be like, nigga, look at all this shit he passing. Right. We, you know, we we don't say stupid shit like uh, do something, Congress. We look at the votes and going, well, he can't do it because there's not enough votes. We don't say stupid and dumb shit online and to people in real life. Because I honestly think a lot of people go, well, they're both sides because, like you said, they don't keep up with shit. They're very ignorant and very stupid when it comes to politics. Nobody wants to admit that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, Uh and they want to be involved and included in the conversation. So they say ignorant shit, and if you're not educated, you go, well, I guess. But if you're somebody that's like, that's not the truth. They'll look at you like something's wrong with you because a lot of times they don't have any facts behind what they're saying. They just have feelings and what they've heard online and fucking Facebook memes and shit like that. They don't really have anything based in truth a lot of times and based in reality. And it's very, very fucking frustrating.
1: Yeah, I'm just not ready to. I just feel like I'm not trying to have this discussion right now. But, you know, if they don't primary him. Uh, then it's obviously I'm voting for Biden if he gets primary. I'm voting for whoever wins the primary. But it, I mean, someone's gonna have a a, a, a big ass. They are gonna have a, a big shoes to fill to to shoot. Prove they got a better record and would have done more than him because everything. Uh, you know, being Gen X, I automatically recognize that everything people say they would have done more than him is mostly an emotional argument. It's never a actual. People. It's never an argument based on numbers or anything like that. It's like, you know, I could have did this unprecedented shit. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, um, okay. the other thing I did want to say, I found out today, uh, if you are in, uh, the New York area, February 23rd, um, you know, Brandon Collins, Gordon, uh, Baker Bone, um uh t- tatiana uh, uh tati uh, uh Brandon's wife they're gonna be putting on drunk like history again mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be one of the people that does the presentation. So Yay
2: I got my virtual tickets.
1: Yeah so if you got virtual tickets I'll put the link in the show notes and all that stuff. Um but uh yeah it's uh eight o'clock on uh on the twenty third, which is two days from now. Um uh, and I'm looking forward to participating live. You know, we've done it virtually before, but never live. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll be there drinking and, and ready to give y'all some Black history. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to it, and uh, can't wait to to do it. So, make sure y'all get y'all virtual tickets, um, and you know, wish me luck. You know, go out there and try not to really break a leg. You know, getting drunk on stage. um all right you know i'm uh, not gonna lie oh go ahead karen what
2: are you gonna
1: say i was gonna say i'm not gonna lie i was much more prepared for this episode an hour and a half what? ago um, oh okay okay but, we didn't... uh i have to pull up these topics and stuff but karen did get us some tickets
2: i did y'all i got my beyonce tickets for charlotte north carolina oh your
1: beyonce okay cool
2: Yes, my Beyonce tickets. And uh, everybody else can come, you know, you and your mama can come with me. But I bought myself some goddamn Beyonce tickets.
1: And then you wouldn't have unplugged all the audio equipment in the house just just because you was feeling yourself.
2: I clubbed. I was like, these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. And I unplugged everything <laughs> in this bitch. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Yes, I bought my Beyonce tickets and Roger's money. <laughs> yes, I did. I was so... I'm so
1: excited, y'all. Yeah, I told uh, I told Heaven uh, at work because she loved Beyonce too, and uh, I I didn't get to see her until like a midway through the workday, and I was like, man, I was looking for you because I was, had to tell you I got them Beyonce tickets. She was like, oh my god, so you can rub it in my face. I was like, no, I thought we was gonna be happy together. <laughs> like I didn't, I, I wasn't flexing. I was, I was like, Charlotte August, I can't wait. So.
2: Yes, I can't wait. I'm really, really, uh, I'm excited. Uh, For those of you that's been listening to the show for for a long time, y'all know I absolutely love Beyoncé. Like, uh, I'm a huge Beyoncé fan. Uh, Roger got me her B-Day album, and I've been in love with her ever since. And Roger got me that B-Day album. I know it had to be six months. Shit, it might have been for the whole fucking year you bought me that thing. I would. <laughs> we had a, a CD player, just tell you how long ago. I had a CD player, I put that CD player, I turn that music up, and I would be cooking and cleaning. We had a grill, I would be outside barbecuing and shit. And honey, and I was uh, get me bodied and everything else. That shit was on motherfucking repeat. I'm talking from start to finish. It like I, and the thing is, Roger wasn't bothered. But I would ask him, like, am I playing this too much? Is it getting on your nerves? You know, because I like, I was literally consumed with it. Like, I was like, yeah, sit in the lawn. Hey, you know, let's go. Let's go, little kitty cat. hunter." that was me for a whole fucking year. She had she had me tied up, <laughs> tangled. I was like, come on, Beyonce. And so I have been a, a fan Ever since, and I have been wanting to see her live for years. But every time I look, them tickets are sky-high. And not only that, because you know this that you you they sell out and then you have to buy them secondhand, so they sky high. And uh then I know for a while she didn't she wouldn't come to Charlotte, she would go like surrounding areas, like you know, so it wouldn't be in Charlotte. So I was like uh, before the pandemic, I was like, she ain't been on tour in a while. She had dropped an album. And, you know, everybody was like, say your money up. Say your money up, bitch. We don't know, you know. When she get quiet like this, she working. She doing something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to save my money up. And uh, Roger King contest. Every time I get paid, I don't get $50. I don't get $100. I can get goddamn $25. I'm putting that bitch to the side. And I wasn't touching that shit. I was like, I'm going to make sure... I got my motherfucking coins because I was like, they say it's rent with well, bitch. I'm going to have rent. I was like, I'm not playing. I was like, I want my motherfucking ticket. So I have been saving my money since COVID because I ain't been going, going, I ain't been doing shit. I've been saving my money up. And I was like, uh, Beyonce was the only person I was like, now nah, I done got all my shots. I was like, nah, I risk COVID for you, baby. I don't, I can't promise you for nobody else. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Uh, I was because I told Roger, I This is before she announced it. I was like, now she go. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have, I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to put on the mask and and and, and just rock it around in there. Uh, but I am so glad, and I was so excited. And then she put out Renaissance, so I was like, oh, bitch, I know she' going on tour soon. I just didn't know when. And are you, are you, uh, because man, your mama was talking about this. I was well, like, well, she
1: hasn't, she hasn't toured, I think, in five years or something, maybe even in longer.
2: 16 to so Yeah,
1: here. so like five to seven years, she hasn't toured, and she's put out music since then. You know, so, yeah. um, I don't know if it even would have been feasible, but you know that that whole Beachella thing she did was just so fucking amazing, but she never really got to tour with that um you know i know the carters had their album they did together but i don't think they toured with that really um I
2: think they, they did an on the run to a one and on the yeah. one to a two with her and jay-z
1: yeah so, so but I, I don't know, know they, that they did the carters know, they, though
2: yeah, i think they, they just
1: so you know we'll see what she does on the show um but uh yeah i, I mean it's, it's definitely dope i'm looking forward to it um I'm glad, you know, you were able to get the tickets and stuff because, you know, it was it was a real, you know, there's a lot of people that crapped out, didn't get them. Uh, yes. So, I, yeah, I'm excited about it, too.
2: I was uh, very, very uh, excited uh, when she, uh, the day she announced, I went in and I did the pre-register. I was like, oh, bitch, I'm not playing. I was like, oh, I'm pre-registering. And it was like, this is a pre-register thing. We can't get until you don't get no tickets. I was like, cool, cool. It don't matter. I'm going to do it. And, uh, it was
1: a little she- confusing, too. Like, it wasn't straightforward because I got the email and it was like, you got a city card. You can pre-register with a verified Mm -hmm. And when I went to click on it, it was like, it's all sold out. And I was like, oh, well, damn. (laughs) Like, I guess I wasn't fast enough.
2: Right? Because the the way the way mine was, was it's uh, because they they did it two ways. Just because you pre-registered didn't guarantee you tickets. Mm -hmm. And so when you pre-registered, a certain percentage of the people that pre-registered got on a waiting list. And just because you got on a wait list, this still did not mean you was going to get tickets. So I went from being pre-registered to actually being on the waiting list, which is two different lists. So I, that's, that's what Roger said was kind of confusing. So I got, on the, the, I got on the waiting list. So when I got on the waiting list, I was like, okay, I got on the wait list. And so Roger was like, did you hear anything? I was like, no, I ain't heard anything. I was like, and no, I ain't heard anything yet. So I was just sitting around, you know, chilling. I was like, okay, I'm on the wait list. I, like, this is a good thing. But a lot of people got on the wait list. Just because you got on the wait list, like, like I said, still didn't guarantee you gonna get tickets. And so, uh, uh, shout out to Siri. I was in this bitch yesterday, and I keep my headphones in. And I tell Siri to read my text messages. And Siri was like, uh, yeah, uh, you got on the, on, on, on the list. Like, like, you bumped up the level. I was like, oh, shit. So I, st- I was on the clock. I stopped everything I was doing. And walked two inches to this computer. I was like, fuck this phone. I'm going to be on the big boy. Because I don't want no glitches. I don't want no problems. I don't want something popping up. And the Apple, Apple decides it don't want to pop up on my screen. Fuck that. I was like, I'll be on the motherfucking computer. I want no problems. So I went over here. Put in the website. And uh, got on there. The bitch, I looked up. It was like, you got up thousand people in front of you. I was like, I got nervous. I was like, okay. I got people in front of me. I was like, cool. And I looked. And it gives you, once you, pick your, once you pick your tickets, it gives you a time limit. So, it times you out. So, you, you can't be fucking around once you pick your tickets. You got to pay. So, uh, so, the, so it was going down. I was like, okay, a few thousand. Okay, it kept going down a few hundred. Okay, it kept going down. It was like 300. Okay, it kept going down. It was like 200. Y'all, I'm surprised these people went like, the fuck she doing? You'd have thought that I was watching Super Bowl and watching my team throw Like, like a a return, a kick for like the whole field. Cause the whole time I was in here, like, let's go. go!" Every time I seen that number drop, y'all, the smaller that number got, the louder I fucking got. I was like, okay, let's go, let's go. Okay. At first, because the number was kind of big. So I was like, okay, okay. And then that number kept getting smaller. I was like, oh, bitch, I might get in here. And the more the reality of I might get in here got, the crook I got. I was like, okay, oh, shit, let's go. I kept looking and it kept going down and down and down. It got to a hundred. I was like, oh shit, a hundred. It got down to 50. I was like, oh bitch, I might get these tickets. Bitch, that motherfucker said one. I was like, bitch, let's go. It was like, it was. It, I looked at the screen. It was like, okay, well you're the next one up. I was like, okay, I still, I still was like, okay. I opened up and I could see the flow. I motherfucking hollered. I was like, oh bitch, I can see the flow. So I went in there. And I was searching for the most expensive tickets I could buy. I was like, bitch, I'm gonna max this motherfucker out. I saved my coins. I was like, I'm not bullshitting. I want the best seats I motherfucking can get. I did not come to play with you hoes. I was like, bitch, I want to go to this Concert, I have saved my coins. I wouldn't save my coins for nothing. I could have been doing other shit with that. I was like, no, Beyonce, I saved this shit for you. Let's motherfucking go. I knew my budget, bitch. I was like, oh, oh, let's go. So I was like, where is the lowest I can get, bitch? Now, the ones that was like really, really close, them bitches were sold out. They may be glad they were sold out because I'd have spent more. I was like, oh, I can't get there. I was like, what's the closest I can motherfucking get? I was like, what's the highest seats you got up in here, bitch, that I can buy at my level? So I was like, I was like, no, bitch, I don't want to be up high. I don't want to be up high. I want to be down low. Mm-mm. I ain't save my money for no motherfucking nose, please, bitch. I want to see the sweat fling off of her. I want to see the air that makes her hair wave. Let's go, bitch. I was like, no, I want to see it all. I was like, let's go. I was motherfucking crunk in here all by my... I was a one-woman party, y'all. And so I bought them tickets. I was like, okay. Okay, the countdown was on. I, I went through. I select my tickets. I was me, Roger, and his mama. Bitch, everybody else on their motherfucking aisle. I didn't care. I was like, three tickets, please. I could have bought four. I said, nope, bitch, three tickets, please. I was like, you better go on again to queue and figure that shit out yourself. I was like, nope. I got my ass in here, and these are the most important people to me. And bitch we going me, me and your mama been talking about this shit for us for a year and some change we've been talking before she went on tour i was like i'm going to the beyonce concert i told your mama this i said i'm going to the beyonce concert your mama's like yeah we're going to the beyonce concert. we're like we've really been talking about this i was like yeah and then i was like well roger do you want to go he was like yeah i'm going to go i was like well bitch, if i can get in i'm getting them tickets so i was so excited so i i i, I clicked the button i was like okay i looked at the screen i was like, Okay. And when that motherfucker said, confirm, and and and, and 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 she popped up on that motherfucking horse and was like, you are confirmed, bitch, it was on and popping. You thought I'd have won a million, zillion dollars. I was like, bitch, I got them motherfucking tickets. You can't tell me shit. You can't tell me a motherfucking thing. You can't tell me nothing. Bitch, I got them goddamn tickets. And I told Roderick, I told his mama, I told everybody. I was like, bitch, I'm going. I'm so excited. It's my first time ever seeing her. I was like, I am excited. I woke my black ass up this morning. The first email I sent to my boss was like, bitch, I'm not gonna be here. I don't care if it's six months in advance. Y'all make the plans. I won't be here. Don't care what the fuck y'all got going on. Don't care who here, who ain't here, who out sick, who leaves. Bitch, I don't care. I don't care if the fucking building burned down. I will be at the goddamn Panther stadium, bitch. I don't want no problems. I'm not getting no. Mm-mm. The day before I'm off, the day after I'm off, your mama already looking for a hotel room, bitch. No, I'm gonna bring, take my ass up there, spend the night. I'm not fighting your hoes in no motherfucking traffic. I know I stand, Charlotte. I don't give a fuck. Bitch, I'm not fighting y'all. We're gonna go up there. We're gonna chill. We're gonna spend this expensive. Spending money at the hotels downtown. Shit, I'm gonna act like I'm a tourist in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't give a fuck. I'll be walking around like I'm in New York City. I don't give a goddamn. I am prepared and I am motherfucking excited, bitch. Let's go. Y'all don't understand. I'm ready.
1: I'm glad you're excited. I <clears throat> I also am excited, but I feel like after an hour and a half of doing tech, I don't have nearly the same energy. This is not my six o'clock energy. You get my 805 energy, and I'm be honest, it's not. It's not matching uh, what you're doing right now, but I felt very similar. I was very excited. I thank you for waiting uh, online to get the tickets, you know, and I don't mind, you know, footing the bill. That's what it's for, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what that the money's like for. The- that yeah, they enjoy I- it.
2: I was like, yes, I was like, let's go. I was like, oh, when they said rent money, bitch, I can't rent money. I was like, let's go. I've been saving my coins. I am super, super, I'm very, very excited. Like, Mm -hmm. and the fact that she was like, I'm going to be at the Panther Stadium. I was like, bitch, let's go. That's probably the, if it's not the largest, it's one of the largest venues here in Charlotte. So I was like, oh, she wanted to be sure she had the biggest arena. She was like, fuck that, fuck fuck the Hornet Stadium. We're going to be outside. So, like I said, I will bring my poncho if it rains. Uh, I don't care because I am going. Um, I'm going to have myself a good time because uh, I know people are going to be out there tailgating and shit. And, 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 and I told your mom, that's what we're going to go ahead and get, get the hotels early because I was like, all the hotels come going to sell out. For the people coming out of town and for the motherfuckers, it's like I just want to be near the concert you know, and so I was like, I don't want to be bothered with y'all, so I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. I I really am. I did not realize how excited I was, and, tr- and truthfully, I didn't know if I was going to get tickets or not, so I guess that's why I was in here football dancing and touchdown dan- dan- dancing and hollering and, sc- and screaming. <laughs> I was excited, and I was like, the whole time the number kept going down, I was hilarious. I was like, let's go! Let's go! I was like, I because it was one of those things where it's like you can't believe it because so many I had kept seeing so many people saying they couldn't get it or it sold out even though they was on a waiting list. I was really nervous that I wasn't gonna get it. So as soon as that email come up, came up, I got my ass in there. And when I seen all them people in there, I was like, oh, bitch, I might not get it.
1: Yeah, but, bitch, but you did it. get it. Yeah, good job. I'm glad you uh stuck it out. Um, you know what? <sighs> Speaking of black women, there is a new podcast. Out for black women, and all those who love and care for them, just like Beyoncé. We flesh in this here space. Black women be this limited six-part series hosted by Lisa Anderson of the Sojourner Truth Leadership Circle and artist Michaela Gaston explores the fullness of black women's humanity with topics ranging from creation to singing to managing a major business we flesh includes incredible interviews with amazing black women such as former black panther party leader erica huggins artist michelle browder and business leader and coach susan calendar here black women be in conversation and contemplation and just be together new episodes release on mondays so make sure that you uh got that in your podcast apps and you can subscribe to we flesh wherever you get your podcast um all right you know, we love to see black women doing stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. For themselves. Oh, and uh, And, uh, and you know what?
1: Let's go back to the Beyoncé stuff, Karen. Go ahead.
2: Oh yes, yeah, and it won't be long. I just want to tell you, baby, I I am so thankful and I and I and I know this might not mean a big thing to you, but I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that you allow me to get excited. I don't want to say about the most mundane shit, but you let me express my joy and my you know, and my excitement and my happiness about, you know, some of the things that I love. And it's regardless of if you love them or not, mm. you know, uh, because for some reason when you see people talk online about certain things, it's very frustrating. Uh, particularly and, and maybe this is just me being really sensitive, particularly when, you know you see people going, well, if black women love it, they got to tear it down mm. and act like something's wrong with it. And it was like, well, if I'm not bothering nobody, I'm not hurting nobody, What? how does this impact your life? You know, Or, you know, you have men with women that like Beyonce, but Beyonce might not be their thing. And instead of them just being like, girl, you're going to have a good time, it's like you shitting on the thing that she loves and enjoys.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I see that a lot. And so I'm very grateful and thankful that I don't have to deal with that bullshit. You, like, if you love it, be excited about it. Show your joy. Well, I want you to be happy. happy.
1: I'm I'm joyful about the things I love, you know. It's not, you know, I think uh, that's part of it. I think also just, you know, what's the point of being married to somebody you don't want to see them happy? I think also, like... It's, I guess a lot of people find comedy and humor in it, but I, I find it weird that people want to tamp down other people's joy all the fucking time. I feel like when people say you have to fight for your joy, I think that's what it means, and it's why, you know, I fight for mine, and if that means I got to fight another motherfucker, I'll do it, you know? Like, I'm honest. I'm never lying to myself. I'm, when I enjoy things, um, you know, I try to be sober-minded about it, but I don't get... I think a lot of people's joy is not liking shit and they don't want to admit it to themselves. So it's like, you know, it's like we had this conversation on last week on Keith and a Girl with Keith Malley and he hates the Ant-Man movie, thinks it's a piece of shit. And I like the Ant-Man movie. I think it, it's flawed, but I, I still enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it, you know, and he uh-huh. just can't grasp that concept and he always tries to talk me into not liking the thing that I like or convince me that I'm lying to him or lying to myself and it's just like no I just I know who I am and I know what I like and I'm not gonna be intimidated by it and the the same thing with the you know Beyonce stuff you know it's like there's always someone trying to find an angle where you're not supposed to have fun with this thing you know and it's like we're gonna all fucking die one day i want to experience the beyonce concert i want to you know um i don't like i don't need to rush the negativity you know (laughs) like uh bad shit is gonna happen in my life for real and it won't be it won't be a movie i didn't enjoy it's gonna be some actual like fucked up news or something or someone dying or something so Mm -hmm. i don't need to rush to be bad i don't need to rush to be sad or mad i i I got it you know (laughs) I had this dark joke that uh I told I told a friend but I didn't I didn't put it on social media cuz I knew that it's too taboo of a topic um to put on there but I had this dark joke that's funny to me but I didn't want to like you know like say it to everybody and I I'll say it here because it's the podcast and the people that listen either under they understand or they give us some leeway right. but it was uh <laughs> It was a person it was a a person that was saying um asking me i think it was like we're at work or something they were like, man, rod, you ever struggle with like you know suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation, and I was like, i struggle with it the way I would struggle with doing my taxes and that I would put it off to the last minute why would i why would i it's gonna happen anyway you know <laughs> like why would you I was like, I guess I'm a procrastinator. Cause why would you do that to yourself when it's like, I'm a procrastinator, why? Why you? Spoiler alert! Why would you skip to the end of the book? It's really the book is ending the same way. It don't really matter, guys. No one's figured a way past this shit. So why 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 end it on chapter three I'm, a, I'm trying to ride this bitch out you know so i'm trying to ride the book, read the book to the end and like you know my friends all think it's funny and they get the joke you know but yeah, i feel but you that
2: see some people be like yeah, how dare you joke I, about death?" but right? i feel
1: that way about negative or or not even negative but just bad times in general times that are going to be bad you know, because mm-hmm. we're all going to have bad times and real bad shit that's going to happen. And I'm just like, I don't need to rush it by by acting like a, a TV show is the worst thing. You know, it doesn't mean you have to like everything or that every TV show is great. But it's just I don't need to fit in with everybody by pretending like, all right, this all sucks. Right. <laughs> no, man. Genuine joy is beautiful. The corny shit mm-hmm. in life is what makes life great. It's, yes, you know, it holding hands. It's uh being you know 20. it's you know it's the bad puns it's the it's the unabashed joy that you get from you know watching some nerdy shit that only you're into like what's wrong with that so yeah i i yeah i, I would never try to tamp your do- joy down you know i that being said i can't match it tonight because the tech stuff i i felt like i was in a better space to match this when i thought we were starting at six but <laughs> now i just want to get it over with. I,
2: I, I didn't mean to, to beat you down i i I'm sorry all all that energy we, went into uh uh walking me through the steps yeah having me panicking over here <laughs> one day i hope i get better at that but i do i just stop panicking it's I don't okay know why. we
1: got it we got everything working again it just took us a while um Well, let's try to do some some other stuff real quick, you know, Uh, maybe do some uh, some regular news um, real quick. Uh, Pull up some regular news beats.
0: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD.
1: Don Lemon got pulled from CNN this morning over his sexist remarks scandal. But now he's back. He's going to be back on the air. Uh, He had to take training, like Kyrie Irving, I guess. I'm praying to so. And it was one day of training or some shit, or maybe he's going to be doing the training. (laughs) Maybe they're putting him on the air as he does the training. I don't know, but he's back on the air, so... Uh, it looks like, you know, that was avoided, everybody. It worked out. Aww. Congrats to Don. Congrats. Uh, yeah, the, the, I just I just always laugh about it because it's like he thought he was just picking on this Republican woman and it's yeah, not on our side, bro. We got accountability. You can't do it. You know, it's like what people call Jason Whitlock fat. And it's like, yeah, you can say that from your Twitter account. But if you was, you know, Joy Reid, Going on, on TV calling him fat, you're you gonna have to apologize <laughs> to a lot of people,
2: right? Because there's some form of accountability, yeah.
1: Warner Brothers cancels Judge Mathis and People's Court after airing for more than two decades.
2: What you know, they got an audience, that's why they've been on for two
1: decades.
2: What's your grandma never gonna watch?
1: Are they smoking crack? Because Judge Mathis would ask that. Um,
2: them like the two main judge shows, everybody, everybody, everybody else's imitation.
1: Hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of judge shows. I felt, I always felt the People's Court was the main one.
2: Was that the main one? That one in Judge Judy.
1: Judge Judy was, was a staple. She took hers, I think, to like Amazon or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I always thought, like, they all end up becoming staples because they're cheap to make and they just run forever. But, yep. yeah, they, they aired for 24 seasons for Judge Mathis. And, yeah, they decided to go ahead and end it.
2: I do to say money? I mean, cause like you said, they're not expensive to make.
1: Yeah, I think it's because they don't want to pay the syndication money, because when you pay reruns, you have to give all the, you know, give people these uh these uh checks for their revenue um residuals. Yeah. I and, can see them
2: talking about that. They're gonna be like, Y'all gonna stop this bullshit of not wanting to pay and just yanking shit off the air where it can't be nowhere. They was like, Y'all they're gonna make them stop doing that. It was like you can't well, do this.
1: This has always been a thing so like it's not every show don't run forever i agree i mean there's been plenty of shows that have had their shit taken off the air before so this isn't like unprecedented um i just think people didn't think it would happen to these shows and now we know more like behind the scenes we know more than we used to so now we know Agreed. like oh this is a money Situation, it is cutting off someone's residual checks, and this is right. them clearing the state, the slate to to try to make lower cost television. uh But yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I don't know what people gonna we watch some, with their grandmamas.
2: I don't know. Somebody asked about the Steve Harvey Judge Show. I like that show. We might be right to watch that show.
1: Yeah, it was on. I don't know that that was a full time gig though. That felt more like a thing Steve Harvey's gonna do like you know but, 8 episodes but, a year or some shit
2: yeah between uh fan of feud
1: yeah it just felt like the kind of thing where steve harvey's going to do like uh like they probably record all those shits in like a couple days at most and yep, he just changes out. outfits and they pretend that it's a different day uh so I don't I don't think you gonna see him dedicate no like Judge Mathis seemed like that shit was on five days a week every day you know was, like every was, fucking week so ooh,
2: 24 seasons who knows how many hundreds of probably hundreds of thousands of episodes he had
1: right so uh you know sad to see those shows go um
2: I hope somebody pick him up because like I said those shows are staples
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm I agree with you uh we had a story that um popped off in our neck of the woods in charlotte oh shit Um, what happened a bride and a groom got stuck in an elevator at their wedding oh snap Mm -hmm. um yeah uh it was in the grand bohemian elevator but they were all smiles when they got stuck in the elevator um You know, I guess if if you can't make it the first day, you know, it's going to be bad.
0: One big story to tell after they got stuck in an elevator in uptown Charlotte for two hours on their wedding night. Queen City News reporter Sydney Heiberger brings us this story of a couple who had their vows put to the test before they even left the building. They say your wedding is a night you'll never forget, but whoever said that one for the books for sure, probably never imagined it would go quite like this. When it first happened, I thought, oh, it stopped for a few seconds. Uh, It'll restarts, and then I think we noticed that the door was just slightly ajar. They were on their way up to their after party on the 16th floor of the Grand Bohemian, but never made it. Elevator had a glitch, and here we are. It had to happen with the groom and I both stuck in the elevator. So at least it wasn't just one of us. Bride, groom and four of their family members and friends were stuck for two hours. Mm. Ultimately, Charlotte Fire had to come save the day and help them tie a different kind of knot. They harnessed me up, got me in full gear and pulled me up four floors. Ask the couple and they'll tell you not being able to say goodbye to their guests was devastating. We were not able to celebrate, at, you know, do a last hurrah and kisses and goodbyes. And that's, that's what put the damper on everything. That, That's how the wedding night had to end. But how it felt to be hoisted up through an elevator shaft? I would say James Bond a little bit more maybe, yeah. Maybe Mission Impossible. Reporting in Uptown, Sydney Heiberger, Queen City News.
1: Man. Controls, Mr.
0: Hardy. Oh, sorry.
1: I get you know my thing is if you can't make it that first night, like if that two hours you like I can't stand to be in here two hours, you ain't gonna make it in marriage. Like that's the ultimate test right away. Like you find out if the vows is real, that that night. <laughs> Because it's a stressful situation. No one can really help yeah, each other. And,
2: and everybody up there partying basically without the bride and groom, basically.
1: Yeah, because you know that the fact that they said they weren't able to tell their guests goodbye. You know, people was taking Tupperware home and to-go plates.
2: Everybody ever said that, and they didn't get no food.
1: Right. You know, somebody went to the open bar and just ordered like a, a triple shot right away. But <laughs> like, what's the most expensive drink? I want all of them for free <laughs> before they get up here. Yeah, yeah. the
2: Grand Bohemian. So, you know, they spent money.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's that's crazy. Um. But yeah, that was I thought it was kind of a cute story. How prepared is your state for the zombie apocalypse?
2: Mm, I don't know.
1: Well, somebody states ranked
2: very prepared.
1: hmm So somebody ranked all of all fifty states. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. The apparently the um. It's a who did this study? Let me see. Uh, insure ranks and insurance, uh, sure insurance, um, website, I guess that ranks insurance. Uh, so the number one state, what do you think it is?
2: Number one
1: state, I would say it
2: would be Texas. Texas, okay. I got, I'm thinking states with like a large quantity of guns, if it ain't Texas. It's one of them Midwest,
1: one of them square states, mm-hmm. somewhere out there where they got
2: a bunch of guns. Well, Texas is 49th. Oh,
1: shit. Least prepared, which makes sense to me. I mean, they power grid went out when it snowed. Like, I don't that's think true. the people that's been okay. running Texas, I don't think they put them in a good place to, it's, it's, mm-hmm. like, I think the most guns might be even more dangerous. It's too many guns and too many people at the same time. Mm. Uh, so you want another I- guess?
2: Well, that kind of fucked my philosophy up then I, mm-hmm. I don't know Okay uh, You know I would say it be mm, What's Louisiana
1: Louisiana okay let's see Louisiana Is Number 26
2: Okay I'm going up a little higher
1: mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Let's see He was prepared for the zombie apocalypse
1: uh Texas Louisiana. Let's try Arkansas. Okay, so you just you think it's something about the South that's gonna get uh get the, the, the that's where the states where people will survive. So Arkansas is nineteenth. Okay. Hmm.
2: Yeah, like I said, I might be completely wrong But a lot of states up north mm-hmm. Have really restrictive gun laws So a lot of people don't have guns and shit like that You know, in certain parts, depending on how restrictive it is So you gotta outbreak What the fuck are you gonna kill them with? Household items? Run them over with mm-hmm.
1: cars? Okay Alright, well, are you done guessing? Did you want any more guesses? Yeah, I, I, I
2: can keep guessing, yes Um What's Nevada
1: Nevada, hmm, Nevada is number
2: 17. Okay, so I'm around the teens, so I need to get out of this general area. Ooh, let's go to Washington, the state of Washington. Washington the state, state
1: of Washington is 30, 35.
2: Oh, I'm going down.
1: Yeah, yeah you're going, going down. down. Now I don't know what's determining the these ranks, but they just said they said thirty five.
2: I guess the home state, North Carolina, but I don't think we're well, No, nah, we're
1: we're, we're we're way down there. We're forty one. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. And and that, that would make sense. Oh, yeah, we
1: got uh, too many Republicans in the Congress. I don't know. I don't I don't know why we're getting up forty one, honestly, but somehow it <laughs> makes sense.
2: How about Tennessee? Oh, a lot of Republicans there, so they might be low on the list too. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> okay let's see Tennessee is um man where is Tennessee uh oh no that 36 hmm. I think you were closer when you were saying some of the square states at the very beginning
2: okay okay like North Dakota and South Dakota those are
1: like number four and five respectively
2: shit i was right yeah but
1: did i ever say nevada you said nevada already that was lower probably the prostitutes utah. uh utah 16 for utah did i say
2: arkansas
1: yeah that you said arkansas that's the south again kind of ish and they was they was kind of low
2: hmm.
1: oh they was 19 i guess so not that low
2: Okay so if you go out west I was How about California
1: Man California is last
2: Oh they last
1: I know they, what is it they, the game They had the people too good they was like y'all y'all are too free I don't know that was yes. I don't know.
2: Like, Y'all got too much sunshine. Y'all been right here bathing and shit. It's so. funny
1: because California near is at the bottom, and Florida is only two ahead of it, and Texas is one ahead of it. It's like all the problematic, all the like extreme states. New York is forty-seven. All the extreme states yeah, is number one. New
2: York would be number one. Yeah. Uh, is is it is it is it one of states like Alaska, Hawaii, or some shit like that?
1: Alaska's number two. Oh shit! And Hawaii is number nine.
2: Wow.
1: hmm.
2: Alaska number two. Ain't nobody out there. It's you and the ice and the polar bears. That's why
1: it's probably easy to prepare. There'll be a lot less zombies to kill.
2: That That is true. How about Illinois?
1: Illinois is.
2: We put S on everything on Blackout. Illinois. It's
1: 45, 45.
2: 45. Okay. No, no,
1: no, no. You know, too many guns in Chicago, probably. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll just tell you. I'll spare you. Take you out of your misery. You did good. You did good. Okay. You got a lot near the top. At least
2: I got number two.
1: Number one was Wyoming.
2: Wyoming?
1: I know, but it makes sense. I mean, to me, the fact that we just said it that way means it makes a lot of sense. Like, who the fuck would be out there? And number three is Vermont.
2: Cornfields. Huh? Cornfields. That's
1: all. Right. all. Wyoming, Arkansas, Vermont, North okay. Dakota, South Dakota, Delaware, Montana, Rhode so Island—some
2: of these smaller states—and that would make sense. Yeah, there's not a lot of people there. Okay, a lot of the other states—they like your population is too big.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um, you know, a little quick, a little quick survey thing. Um, that
2: was fun.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. I I mean, well, I
2: was right about them square states. I'm like, some of them got to be up at the top because ain't nobody out there.
1: Mm hmm uh let's move on um just because you know we got a late start and i'm tired now uh let's do some.
2: (laughs) i don't don't pooped him out and made his brain stress
0: his brain
1: out Uh, i mean because i was just like are we just not gonna do no podcast for the rest of the time in new york i don't know uh but we got it working and hopefully you won't move or vacuum anything behind the sensitive computer equipment for at least a month and uh we'll be able to figure this thing out you know but uh yeah
2: but i did if the crumbs fall they gonna stay nigga the the crumbs gonna stay not Uh, yeah
1: we'll take a look at it when i get home all right guess the race time it's time to guess
2: the race it's time to guess the race it's time to guess the race
1: It's time to guess the race. All right. It's time for guess the race. The game that's going around uh, the globe. Uh, Well, it's really just going around our podcast, but we go around the globe and we find articles and we guess the race of the people involved. Karen plays along as well as the chat room. All right, Karen. Are you ready to do some guessing? Okay. Uh, Sisters busted for threat over loud sex. Angered that a couple in a neighboring apartment was making too much noise during sex, a pair of gun-toting Texas sisters allegedly threatened to shoot the loud lovebirds.
2: Oh shit.
1: Investigators busted Alexis Davis and who's 25 and Treasure Bibbs, 21, following a confrontation early Monday morning at an apartment complex in Houston. Davis and Bibbs uh, are pictured in these mugshots. According to the police, an ongoing dispute over noise emanating from the nearby apartment had already resulted in Davis and Bibbs leaving notes in the couple's on a couple's door threatening to kill Kevin Frank and Kiara McPherson, 30 and 29, and the pair's children.
2: Oh, what the, the kids do?
1: During the February 13th encounter at the Worthington development, Davis and Bibbs both allegedly brandished a firearm and threatened to kill Frank and McPherson with A gun for being too noisy. Davis and Bills were arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, which carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Bills was freed from custody after posting $15,000 bond. Davis remains locked up in the Harris County Jail in lieu of a $200,000 bond since she is also facing trial in a prior felony case for which she was free on $10,000 bond when arrested this week. Damn, she ain't give a fuck. (laughs) How loud was this fucking?
2: Ah, Claire, was it poor love? Like, what is
1: this? Davis was busted last year for allegedly stealing a 2008 Buick from a used car lot, in Pasadena, a Houston suburb. The $8,000 vehicle had been re-repossessed after she failed to make payments beyond the initial $1,700 she put down on the auto. But she was like,
2: "That's all I got."
1: She just don't believe in rules. She like, yeah. listen, I paid $1,700. I don't see why I should have to start making other payments. Uh, Cops alleged that Davis aided uh, by unidentified black female cut the lock on the autos for less security gate at 3 a.m. April 27th and retrieved the Buick. The car was outfitted with a GPS tracker, was subsequently located in front of Davis's Houston home where the car originally had been repossessed. So guess the race.
2: You got their names?
1: Yeah, I said them earlier. Alexis Davis and Treasure Bibbs, sisters
2: black, okay, going black.
1: Mm, okay that's some negro two right there uh my daddy said shoot black diamond and silk strap black uh <laughs> uh the correct answer is uh all of y'all got it black Uh, that's them one of them has face and neck tattoos mm-hmm. um now i do have to say i'm you know uh, the article said uh the black female of unidentified black female helped them helped her get her car back and that probably might have gave away too much but i hadn't read the article beforehand so you know apologize for that spoiler alert if that helped anybody with that clue but you know it could have been a black woman helping somebody that's not black so you never know
2: I, agreed right because they shouldn't identify it.
1: yeah all right let's go to the next one uh how about this one a man suffering cardiac arrest in las vegas casino left slumped over as a dealer continued to play
2: oh okay
1: the family of a man who collapsed while playing blackjack uh, in a win, Las Vegas, in, at the Win, Las Vegas, is suing the hotel and the casino, claiming he did not receive medical care for nearly twenty minutes as an employee continued to deal.
2: You dealing, and they're not even responding. Yes, I will sue too.
1: He's like, up, oh, busted. You want me to hit you again? Hit uh, on April 20, on April six, two thousand twenty two. David Linzer of Florida was staying at the Win and playing the table game when he collapsed. His hand convulsed and he fell onto the blackjack table with his head down. The blackjack dealer continued to deal cards to another player at the table and continued to play blackjack. Maybe they thought he was drunk.
2: A possibility. He, but re- even <laughs> with that, even with that, you wouldn't want nobody slumping on your table as a dealer. You'd be like, yeah. hey, somebody, get this person off of my table because they're drunk.
1: Especially for twenty minutes. But maybe I, kn- the only thing I know about gambling like this is. From heist movies like Casino and uh, <laughs> you know from from mob movies and heist movies, so I just would have thought, oh, it's a distraction. <laughs> Look around; someone must be putting black paint on the cameras.
2: And it's pro- and it might be one of those things, but they did with drunk people all the time, and they was like, you oh, know yeah. what? You'll be responding in another to five minutes. Right. As long as you don't throw up on my table, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're out of money? Get up. But yeah, he was slumped over. Uh, with his arm extended onto the table for an unreasonable amount of time when no one employed the to win, intervene or check to see if he needed medical equipment, I mean, attention. At no point did they check on his condition for nearly 20 minutes. Lawyers for the family estate uh, uh, said sleeping or becoming unconscious at gambling tables is a violation of other gaming laws and employees and should have, they should have known to intervene. Uh, right. so And mm-hmm.
2: I can see that being a rule because we're actually Trying to play a game and that would be Disrupted to a game it would make people around You feel uncomfortable they were like are they Having a seizure like I'm surprised nobody Was like hey uh are they all right?"
1: well I mean That's just Because something's a rule doesn't necessarily mean People follow it guess the that's race true. Of David Jagalinser. White Karen's going white Um I want to see what the chat room believes Um I got a slight delay here. White. Let it ride, white. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, white. White. <laughs> uh weekend at Bernie's three. He had oh, a no. dead hand, white. I'll take this white man's free drinks, white. And the correct answer is white.
2: And for the fact that they let them lay there that
1: long.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, anybody else, I'm like, if y'all don't get this darky off my table.
1: Right. A black person would have got their life saved just because of racism. Yep. They're like, get this nigger off of the table. I always bet on black my ass. And then they're like, oh, God, he's having an attack. You know? But they was like, leave this white man alone. And he's like, help me. Shut up. He doesn't need anything. He just wants to sleep it off. You okay, Mac? Um... Alright, let's go to the bonus round. So far, I believe Karen is uh two for two.
2: Mm-hmm. bitch was I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I?
1: Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's hard to get
0: Gold the race. gold, chain it's wearing, fried chicken it.
1: A woman in South Carolina was arrested after deputies said she tried to have three kilos of cocaine shipped to her home. Well, God damn. <laughs> it's a different type of Amazon delivery. Uh, the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office said investigators received a tip about a parcel of cocaine being delivered to a home on February 13th. Officials uh, with several agencies worked together and intercepted the package. Like, what well, were you just like? Would you just order it online, or you like, hey man, ship me the cocaine? Yeah. You
2: ordered about ounces, and you ain't think nobody's gonna check this shit to be sure, what's nothing in it.
1: The deputy said the package contained two large bricks of compressed powder weighing more than six and a half pounds. Goddamn. Yeah, they said the estimated street value of cocaine was more than hundred and eighty thousand dollars.
2: Ooh, you doing that in real time?
1: The package was addressed to twenty-eight-year-old Quanisha Monago. An undercover agent delivered the parcel and deputy said Monaco took the cocaine, put it in the back of a 2012 Ford Focus and started to get behind the wheel of the car. Ah! She was arrested and charged with like traffic. Like it wasn't
2: nothing. She got that picture that was like, you are under arrest.
1: Right. Was, is it like Amazon? They take a picture of the cocaine in front of your dough like your package been delivered. Uh, was, you know, they,
2: they should have took a picture and and, and like uh, check your phone it was like you are under arrest
1: Right, Manico <laughs> was arrested and charged with trafficking cocaine and possession with intent to distribute marijuana this was a, a lot of cocaine and thanks to all who participate it will never hit the streets said uh, the cops officials this are continuing show to, hmm? I
2: said it sure won't hit the streets
1: yeah I just you know there's a lot of people that do cocaine that don't want to hear that that's bad news price of the brick going up literally yeah it is officials are continuing to investigate the case including the source of the cocaine which was shipped from a location outside the continental u.s i just like the, the audacity like yeah go ahead and ship me the cocaine I
2: mean, the audacity i mean what did she go to cocaine or us the fuck how right. do you just order cocaine. cocaine and be like here's my address Vimo me and we just ship you cocaine
1: she went to cocaine.com <laughs>
2: Right. The fuck? How do you know where to order cocaine online?
1: She just Googled, buy two kilos of cocaine. It was like, go to cocaine.net, put in a $180,000 order real quick.
2: You want two ounces, 120 ounces?
1: I better go with two kilos just to be safe.
2: You know, they upcharge. Would you like two-day shipping? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guess the race.
2: Cocaine uh, us. <laughs> what's
1: the what's that's the race though, K. Okay? What's the race?
2: Oh black, I'm sorry, I'm unfocused.
1: Okay. Uh girl, you can't buy everything from wish.com. Black.
2: You sure can't.
1: <laughs> you know, eBay. Niggas Ki-bay. She was on Ki-bay. She was getting them keys. <gasps> uh, uh. Anyway, uh, well, back to these guesses. <laughs> uh Cocaine Black Bear. Uh she took her black history month past a little too far. This is some black ass Caucasi. Niggas steady be scamming uh, using a postal service. <laughs> you can't you UPS can't deliver regular packages sometimes, you know? Right. That's some ignorance right there, black, quarter brick, whole brick, a black, Rikisha Ross black. <laughs> black. This is not Sheen, damn it, Black. She wasn't using that fast fashion cocaine. She? Uh, she used the promo prop Joe to get the connect black. She uh Sheen and Roman's black, uh, black, uh, Alicia Keys black. <laughs> <laughs> that, was good. that was real good. Oh. She, went in there,
2: she got the she got to pick what color her rapping was. She got
1: the pink. Is this a gift?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what it makes would you like us to wrap it up?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna need two day delivery on this cocaine. <laughs> and
2: for the cocaine prime price.
1: Oh man! All right. <laughs> uh, y'all were right. I don't even know nothing about drugs, and that's one of the all time, like, come on, man, you can't do that. Mm-mm. That amount, to I mean, It's automatic fed time because it's got to be coming, it's coming from out of the state, crossing all kinds of state lines. And she went and hopped right in the car with it, like, just no mystery left to be solved, man.
2: You thought it was going to be that simple. You went to cocaine.org or cocaine.com, cocaine.net. She your hope, and call it a day.
1: She better help Joe, Joe Byron need some uh <laughs> need some more black votes. Come on. <laughs> Cause
2: and wave that because if not, you're going to jail.
1: Her episode of For My Man gonna be off the hook. I,
2: I, I'm gonna be here for it. I'm gonna be looking forward to it.
1: Oh, all right. Last thing, soy ratchetness. A Tennessee man pulls a sword on a mom and a two-year-old.
0: Oh shit, what'd they do to you?
1: He pulled a sword because a woman wouldn't let him hug her toddler. Uh, I
2: think you put out sword is justification
1: to why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it proved exactly right, why she right. shouldn't have let you hold the baby. I
2: agree with, 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 with your the sword. decision. i agree i agree with the mom
1: no uh report says that on sunday a woman was waiting in line for the shelter when a man coleman garrett black approached her and her daughter the victim said garrett tried to hug her two-year-old but she stepped in front of him immediately garrett went back to his car shouting he returned with a sword and began pointing and swinging it at them when police made the scene, the victim identified Garrett. He was taken into custody and of charged of two counts of aggravated assault. He set to appear in court Monday morning.
2: Yeah, they, they didn't know if you were going to pick up that child and run off. They didn't know what your intentions was, And for the fact that you huffed and puffed and ran off, ain't no telling what your intentions was. was.
1: Yeah, you look like he could be like a black samurai, you know, like.
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: he may have came from that time traveling ancient world or something i like i wouldn't trust this man either with a sword okay Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um he's scaring me so i guess i'm part of the problem i wouldn't let him touch my kid either
2: the same i agree with mom also
1: who just randomly hugs other people's two-year-olds you don't know (laughs) who does that give me a hug little man like no oh that's it i'm gotta cut a bitch like okay well thanks for proving me right
2: I was justified in my actions. Something's right.
1: wrong with you. All right, y'all. That's all you get tonight. I'm tired. But don't forget, I won't be tired uh, Wednesday. I mean, Thursday. Uh, check me out on Drunk Black History. Um, the link for virtual tickets uh, will be in the show notes. So just, you know, click on that link. We love for our fans to show up and show out. I know y'all normally do anyway with Drunk Black History. Like, is y'all, y'all show up all the time
2: shout out to
1: the people like me to be in the chat room yeah and they read it's interactive they like read the chat room and they like let people know what's being said and stuff so i'm sure i'm gonna see some of y'all's uh you know um comments and participation and all that stuff in the chat room uh because tatiana will be reading it while everyone's on stage
2: and I'm excited that you're on this show because I know they've been trying to get you
1: on for a while. Yeah, if you want to go there in person, it's at eight o'clock. <clears throat> Doors open at seven. It's at eight o'clock at the bell house in Brooklyn. So um, you know, I'll I'll be there and be sipping on a couple beverages and and I'll definitely uh you know get tell tell y'all about some black history. So let's do it. All right, y'all. That's it for tonight. Um until next time. I love you.
2: I love you too, baby.